0: Welcome to the Empowering Her Podcast. I'm Melody Pormarati, and today is episode 20. I honestly can't believe it. I can't believe I started a podcast and I can't believe we're already at episode 20. It's funny because I was on another podcast a few days ago and they asked me when I started this podcast and I told them two months ago. And the really funny thing is, it was in July, <laughs> so uh, this pandemic has got all of our timelines off, and um, it's actually been more than two months. And I'm so proud that I get to hang out with each and every one of you every week to to really discuss all things in the world of female empowerment. And today I'm discussing with a very special guest. She's one of our facilitators. Her name is Annie Morales de Solaris. And she is such a light in this world. And I really want you guys to pay close attention and listen until the end because she brings so much information to us about how we can turn our pain into purpose and really be a light in this world, uh, even in spite of our challenges. So I hope you enjoy and I know that you will love her as much as I do. Here is Annie Morales de Welcome everyone, I'm just going to get us a little bit set up here so I can read your comments and uh, if you're joining us please let us know that you're here so we can communicate as always we love comments. Uh, We may not be able to respond to all of them on this live, but we would love to know um, who's here, where you're from, and if you have any questions for Annie, please feel free to ask. So welcome, welcome, Annie. It is so wonderful to have you here. Annie is joining us from Guatemala. She is our facilitator there, and um, she's doing some really, really important work in the world. uh, And she's also, what's so amazing about Annie, Annie is how multi-passionate she is and how she wears so many different hats and gives love and attention to so many different things. Um, So Annie, I'm going to let you take a couple of minutes to introduce yourself and tell us what you do, and then we can dive into your your big why on on how and and why you decided to become a
1: facilitator for for the Girls Empowerment Programme. Thank you so much, Melody, uh, for that introduction. Um, Well, I am a makeup artist in Guatemala, and I thought, well, I I guess, like you said, I have different passions, but I always thought that makeup was my passion until I found uh, the Girl Life Empowerment Series, and that has become now my new passion and everything that I love about life. Wow, that's pretty
0: amazing. That's pretty amazing. And how did you find us?
1: You know, I was thinking today that and I'm not sure. Like (laughs) I don't, you know, I was, I knew I wanted to do something uh, with girls. And I was just like all the mornings that I wasn't sleeping, you know, like those nights, sleepless nights. And I used to Google and just, you know, browsing on the internet. So I guess I, you know, that was in one of those sleepless nights that I found you. That's amazing. And I think that, you know, you, you
0: already had an in- When you found me, you already had put an intention into the universe that you were ready for something. Um, you shared a beautiful story with me when we spoke a few weeks ago about how uh, before you got pregnant and before you had children, how uh you didn't necessarily identify with having a girl right mm-hmm. like i'd love I'd love for you to share with our community this this idea that you you were telling me about
1: well yeah, the thing is that um I used to think that us women had to work harder and like everything was so difficult for us, and everything was so easy for the for the guys. I used to be kind of jealous of them because everything is you know like and they make they make it seem it's easy maybe it's not that easy but you know the way they are and it just looks like they have an easy life so I always thought that I had a like a harder and difficult life and I thought that I needed um, to work harder to achieve my dreams and goals and you know i used to well i was in a catholic school only women and because of makeup and the beauty industry that i have been on everything um like i used to to focus only on the drama and the gossip and all of the the bad things you know like i didn't like it about womanhood so um when i when the thought of having a baby girl in my in my life was in my head I was like no way I don't want any more drama you know that it's enough for me like I have like enough hormones in my business life and in my life that I don't wanna I don't wanna have any girls at at my house so um and And then I had right it's very interesting to
0: hear that from a woman that that you because that plays on your own experiences as a young girl where you experience the drama and you experience difficulty being a girl and a woman um and how you were projecting that naturally so
1: but I'd love for you to share how that all shifted so yes um, yeah that's it's true how how you say it you just explain everything better um yeah, so that was my idea that was was um, that was the thing that was on my mind, and then um well, I got pregnant with Sebastian, he's my first son, and well, what I was thinking was you know it was true that guys are so easy, and with Sebastian he's so easy going and leaving the house in the mornings was just like, let's go, you know, just put on a shirt. Uh, you're not, I mean, your hair is not done. And I would just like, you know, get my hands wet. And then I would just like <laughs> comb kiss hair, and okay, let's go. And it was so easy, you know, like I loved it. I loved it. I was like, this is what I le- This is what I need in my life. So I'm only going to have like boys, you know, like I'm pretty sure I used to say, that God only sends you what you can handle. So he's only going to send me boys. Mm-hmm. Like I can't handle a girl at my house.
0: Right.
1: And then um, on my second pregnancy, I when I find out that it was a girl, all the thoughts that came in my mind was like, really what I now can perceive it was that I was afraid. I was afraid and not knowing how to handle all of the difficulties and you know hard things that I was thinking that women have and I was only thinking about the the drama and like everything was going to be harder having a girl like extra work extra care extra clothes extra everything extra time in the mornings to leave the house like it was going to take so much more than to give from me you know it was going to take more time of my life sure, and sure. because i needed to take care of a girl mm-hmm. so i was i was afraid and i was really scared about the life that she was going to have and the life that we were going to have as mom and daughter mm-hmm. so um that's how i used to feel mm-hmm. all of the pregnancy but then when she mm, when she was born and, you know, everything changes, like all of, the scare, all of the things that you have during pregnancy, when you see those little angels and, you know, when you have the babies in your arm, you're like, everything is going to be okay. You know, like we're going to handle everything. Um, and the thing is that three days after she was born, we find out that she had a heart condition and it was hard for me at first because, you know, it was her heart and i was like you know like we we only we always put guilt on us and i was like this is my fault because all of the things that i made her feel when i was pregnant you know like i used to really feel guilty about her condition that it was my fault and so we we had to prepare her to to an open heart surgery and the time that we were at the hospital, I, we spent 20 days at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her and fighting for her life. And just, the good thing is that she wasn't, like, if you looked at her, she was like a healthy baby. She wasn't like a wired to anything. So I could, you know, I can I was just being with her at the hospital. And we used to, like, I used to, to dream with her and talk to her about all of the great things that we were going to do and all of the, the achievements that she was going to have. And I was so sure that she was going to have like an impact in, in a lot of women and a lot of, of, of people because of the, like when we were at the hospital, the community of women that were supporting us, it was huge. You know, women all over the world was writing to us. Now with social media and everything, like you know, the the woman really we really do support each other, mm-hmm. and we get empathy. And you know, I got so much love, so much love. I received the energy and love of so many women that 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 really helped me in those hard times. You know, when every time that the doctors took Mia to to make like, you know, to look for something. And I will just spend the time reading messages Mm -hmm. on Facebook, on WhatsApp, on on every social media. And I will feel the love that every every woman was sending me. So that was a really powerful thing for me. And it made me feel like I was really supported and that we women, we were like, you know, the best thing together. And you know, Annie, I think so
0: much of that is, um, first of all, thank you for sharing this journey. I know it's not necessarily an easy thing to talk about, so thank you. I honor you for sharing this with us. Um, but you were also very honest about what was going on in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of us, when we're going through pain and hurt, we we don't share. We hide, right? We hide and when we hide we can't get support and i'm so proud of you Mm -hmm. that you were able to put yourself out there and you were able to share so that you could heal and so you could invite support because when when people don't know what's going on with you they can't be there for you so you know let this be a lesson to all of us that when you're struggling, when you're struggling and you need support, reach out because other women, other humans can be your lifeline. And as, as we see in Annie's case, that, that was what happened.
1: Yes. So. Yeah, that is totally true. And, you know, I, um, I'm not that social. Like I'm, if I see somebody I'm on the street, I am not the kind of, people that runs to say hi, you know, like, I I don't talk, like, to people, and, but in, like, in that time, I would feel like, you know, I wanted to talk to everybody, and I felt their love, and I was, like, ready to, like you say, like, I was receiving everything, and it was really, really um, powerful for me, you know, to feel all of that energy and love. So the thing is that after after uh, first the first Mia's first heart surgery um she had a well we had to rush her again to the emergency room and she had another interview and she passed away minutes after the second the second surgery and you know. I couldn't believe it because that wasn't on my, that wasn't on my list, you know, like all the time that we were at the hospital, I would never thought of her dying. Like all of, I thought it was just like, we're gonna, everything that it was going to take for us to do uh, and to achieve, you know, her health and her condition and, you know, the things that we were going to do together so that was like a shock for me. And the first thing that I thought, it was just, it was like, um, so now what's the world going to do without her? You know, like that's that's what I thought. Like I was angry at God and I was, you know, just saying to him, like, why, why would you take such a, a strong woman and, 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 you know, this happy woman that was going to do all of these huge things in in my country for the girls and for the women. And after, um, you know, the month passes and the day passes, passed, and um, I realized that I didn't, I, I never wanted, I didn't want her space in my heart to be gray. So I decided to, to give color to it. And every time that I would think of Mia, I would just, it was going to be a rainbow. You know, it wasn't going to be a dark or gray place. It was going to be light. And, you know, what she is, like what she means. I, that's, that's what I wanted to do. So, um you know, it was this internal thing and everything that I started, it was, uh, what I started doing was really my way of healing because, you know, I never went to therapy. Like I went a couple of times, but I didn't like, it wasn't my thing. So that was just my way of healing myself. And I was like, okay, on the way that I will, that I'm healing myself, I will just get on on board. You know, I will just ask every woman that wants to come along with me and, you know, to find themselves and to heal themselves and then they can come with me so that's that's how she started i started this movement this um, platform named she because of mia and Mm -hmm. then finding the words on how to open the um, the email and the platform i um, i found see her empowered so that's the name of of the and that's how Everything started.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you very much for sharing that. Um, What a beautiful thing you did to, to take something that was so painful and to really draw a line in the sand and say I don't want my heart to be gray like I will never forget the line you just said you said I don't want my heart to be gray I want it to be filled with color because Mia was filled with color and there was so much she was going to do and so much of an effect that she was going to have on the world that she is having now you know you know because of you because you decided to to take this and to take her memory and and create her legacy. So thank you,
1: <laughs> thank <laughs> you
0: for sharing it with our community. I I feel you. I really do. I really thank you. Um, so so tell us tell us what you did. You we created She Girls. Tell us what the um, the mission is of all of these well, do- things you've started
1: okay so I didn't start with she girls I started actually it was a movement for women as like me okay because what I wanted to share it was that I realized that everything that I used to think about womanhood it was only on my mind all of my life I used to think that oh we women have everything so hard for us and uh, there's drama and there's gossip and you know all the things that a lot of people do because I don't know if if in the United States it's the same, but here in Guatemala, when 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 you're pregnant and somebody asks you, oh, do you know is it gonna be a girl or a boy? And you say it's a girl, every everybody is just like ah, oh. and you know they look at the, at the parents and the dad and they're like, you're gonna get in trouble, and you know that's like they just like this is society is. setting us up, right? Like this is where it all begins
0: from, from when the babies are in the womb, society is already dictating what her life is going to be. This is the cycle we're trying to break, exactly. but yeah, thanks for pointing that out. My culture, my culture does that too. And it drives me crazy. It drives mm-hmm. me crazy because I mean, I think it's a gift. I think it's a gift to, to be pregnant at all. Mm -hmm. Um, The greatest gift of all. And so to to differentiate, like, that's a conversation for another day. But please continue.
1: Yes. So um, I realized, and, and then the time that we were at the hospital, and that I was thinking, like, the best things about women. Like, I was feeling their vibe and their heart and their empathy. And their love of so many women that I didn't even know, you know, the prayers and the gifts that, and everything that they were sending us with Mia and the thought of all of the things that we were going to achieve with Mia and the woman that I saw in her, it was an independent and strong, fearless woman and I was like, you know, suddenly, like, I realized that was only on my head, in my mind. Mm. Like, three months after, I was devastated thinking that I was going to have a a girl. And all the drama and the gossip and the time that it was going to take us leave the house in the morning because she hasn't decided if she's going to wear a dress or a skirt or, you know, all of those things that I was just wasting my time on thinking. And so I, I, you know, like I said, I just realized that it was only on my mind. It wasn't true. And that I decided that I was going to live the, the life that I saw in Mia. I was going to become that woman that I saw in her. This fearless, strong woman, happy woman, filled woman. And so I started She and, and just wanted to to share this with other women. But then... I'm like, when I get passionate on something, I just get really into it and I buy books and I just, you know, browsing the internet I just see videos and everything. And then I don't remember the the exact moment that I realized and that I find out about the transition and like, where does, when do you become, or, or all of these negative thoughts become like they get into your mind and they become who you become. I don't know if I if I said it right. Like no, I was just no, I totally understand like what that, that
0: intuitive part of you, your heart. Mm-hmm. The ideas come flowing through
1: and mm-hmm. they're left for you to decide where am I gonna take this. Exactly, exactly. So um and I was I, I started searching like when did I started in my in my life when when did all of these negative thoughts about women came in my mind like what what were like where did I got them and you know and searching for that I came and found your program and I started learning that when you're from nine I mean when you pass when you're kid when you're a kid because and like you told me you know, when, you're, when you're seven you're just a kid a happy kid that just go everywhere and you don't feel embarrassed or anything and then there's this part of your life from 9 to 11 or 12 that you get all of these things and, and in your heart and you get anxious and you get you know like worried and but you're still not an adult and you don't know how to talk about it. So I realized that in my life, when I was during that age, I had a lot of trouble in my house and with my parents and everything. So I, I everything was like so clear for me that in that age, that was when I like, like a sponge, I just grabbed everything and all of those negative thoughts and they just became Annie, you know, they were, they, they just became who I was. So, um, and, and I realized that it was going to be easier just to plant the seeds on girls so they can become empowered women because it's so much harder and I'm not a coach and I'm not a psychologist and I could never like, you know, help uh, that, that like a lot of women to become who they can be because I'm not an expert on that subject. Well, that's and, what you thought. That's what you thought. Well, so for adults, I think, I mean, because we women like just to to have to change the chip, it's so hard. It's so hard, you know. Like you really have to be determined and just. And we, you know, we women always put first like our kids and husband and other things sure. first than ourselves. So it was it was becoming like really hard for me when I was working with adults, right? And, and then when I decided I was going to to seed the plants mm. and to have girls becoming empowered woman um that's that's how my my laugh came you know like the, the the colors came again because i was like really frustrated at some point and then when i found your program up that was just like i need this i need this you know like this is this is it
0: right right yeah it's it's amazing when you put something out there in the universe when you're ready right it took you after your daughter's passing you needed a little bit of time and, and then you made a decision. I'm not, that's not where I want to be anymore. And, and you, the universe co-created with you and this showed up for you. You don't remember how, I don't remember how, but, um, but you were ready. And um, I would love for you to share with everyone a little bit about your workshops. Like we see these beautiful visuals floating around cyberspace, of you and your girls. And uh, I want to know a little bit about where do you meet? How often do you meet? Which workshops
1: do you guys love? So it has been at um, every workshop has been different because everything like has been getting better, (laughs) you know, just getting better. And I know that I'm learning on every workshop so I can we can be better so the the next workshop is is better than the other one i started um oh. renting a um, class in um in um what's the name? in a preschool okay. in a preschool yeah i rented a um, a class over there i knew the owners of the preschool okay. so i asked them and they rent me i paid rent over there for a month and um, we were only meeting one uh, the Mondays from five to seven, and I wanted to share that with you because um, having like the the owners of this school backing me up that was really helpful for me to get the girls to uh, to sign in because that wasn't my 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 work you know like that wasn't my area of expertise I had no idea where to promote or you know like I people know me here as a makeup artist and I was kind of afraid that people were going to see because you know you get these thoughts and I always think that there are some people that uh you know she's the mom of the of the girl that died and now she wants to now what she's a life coach and uh, just because of that you know like you get all of these uh, comments and i was afraid that people were going to misunderstand and you know like what now you're a coach now you're a Mm -hmm. psychology now you're running a girls program you know like they don't knew and i was kind of afraid to 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 made it open so i didn't um the first time i didn't promote it by myself Mm. so the owners of the school they helped me and we didn't spoke about it they just did you know they believed so much in the program because i showed them and i told them this is what i want to do in your school so can i use one of your classes and they fell in love with them, with, with the program, and they were like, Yes, of course. And they share the program with all of the with all of their community. And they and that's how I got my first girls. I got 15 girls. And I didn't knew any of the girls. And that was really that was better because I didn't want to have like my friend's daughter the first time because I wasn't sure what I was doing, you know? Right.
0: right. Yeah. None of us are at the beginning. We, Uh we take a leap of faith. We take a leap of faith and then we learn as we go. Like we were saying, there's no, there's no perfection. There's no perfection. And I'm so happy that you, you got those voices in your head or those ideas like who does she think she is, you know, this happened to her. Now she's a coach. Now she's a facilitator. Now she thinks she can empower girls. We all have these ideas, guys, give us some hearts. If you, if you get the feeling also sometimes saying like, what is my community going to think? Like, who am I to be doing this work? And I'm so glad that you got past that fear, right? Because if you didn't look how much, like how much change you've already created that wouldn't exist, if you weren't willing to step outside of your fear and do it anyways, right? In whatever way that you could. So congratulations to you and to all of the girls that you have had the chance to work with because if you hadn't taken that step, the opportunities wouldn't be what they are for those girls
1: and for you. Yes, yes, that's right. And that's when when you come, into the story of my life, you know. When I, I'm pretty sure that any of this would, I mean, I, I'm not sure if girl life, she girls, and everything would be here in Guatemala if I, if it wasn't for you and your program, because I wouldn't know how to start. And you know, your your program is such a blessing because it's so well done, and it's, I mean, you can see that it's made with love and it's so detailed and it makes, it makes it easier for us to, to can do it, you know, and to follow all of your, all of your knowledge. And, you know, you've done the hard part and we just continue. We just, you know, yeah, the, our part is just the fun part because we just get to do it. And just to, you know, it's just, just to spend with the girls and just doing it and i i love this like you know i it's been i already had five workshops this is i'm on my sixth and every workshop has become like better like i said before and the days that i teach that i have my program they are my favorite days in the week. Like, I just okay. love, I love it. I, I love it, you know. Yeah, you wake up with a new excitement, right? Yes, like, the, I, the energy of the girls too. and everything. Mm-hmm. And you just learn so much. Like, you know, you as an as a yeah. adult, yes. Yes. I love everything. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I have been learning so much. Yeah. I do everything, like the visualization, everything, everything, everything. The mirror, and I have done it myself, and I can see the results right. because it's you know when you do it on yourself, you get like another you get like an i don't know like i just i always do it with myself because I think it's better for me to explain to the girls, yes, you know what comes into your mind, and you know everything is about experience at the end, so when you're When you're already experienced it's easier for you to teach it and to show the girls how to do it i'm
0: so glad that you said that piece Annie, because um the program is first and foremost for us it 's first and foremost for the young girl inside of us who never had access to these tools. So I love that you do the exercises first. And I always recommend that for all of our women, for all of our facilitators, because if you don't do it, it's very hard to teach it and to teach it with love. Um, Like, for example, the the mirror exercise, right from the self-love workshop, like to look in the mirror at yourself and affirm that you I love you like it's it seems funny at first. This mirror work and it seems crazy and we feel like what are we doing but if we don't do it first then that time that we're sitting with those girls in our workshop and we're doing it it's it's not going to feel real for us either so um I love that you said that piece guys this this whole series is is a two-tier and I almost want to say a three-tier empowerment because first we empower ourselves then we share that empowerment with young girls and accept um, income for the good work that we're doing. So it's like we're personally, spiritually, purposefully, and financially empowering ourselves. And that was my greatest goal as a uh, a life coach for women is how can we deliver the greatest empowerment to women in all of its forms and and I'm that's that's my goal with this and I'm glad that it's translating and I'm glad that you are using it in that way for you first.
1: Yes, and you know that 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 you just mentioned about the um, the the e- economical part that's such an important issue because I when I started everything with this everything about she you know I didn't it it wasn't never um, a goal. Um, it has never been like a project, like a work. You know, like everything, everything that I has done with she, it has been all in my heart, and it has been my therapy. So you and for me, it's like Mia. So. I will just spend money and spend money and just, you know, on everything because it's Mia. It's like I spend money on Sebas and on Emma and, you know, I just don't. And, but then suddenly it's like you're getting to a point that you can't, you can't continue doing that, you know. And my husband had, we had this talk one day and he told me like, You know, I always got your back and you know that I support everything that you're doing with she and, you know, the girls and everything. But you really need to start, you know, getting money back and just you can't keep spending more money on that and just not having, you know, return Returning money. I don't know how to say it, but yeah, to so like a return on your investment. We need, right? Yes, because we need, you know, to get food into our table and we need to buy things. And just my husband was like, we need you at the makeup school and you're not there. You need to, to get an income, you sure, know, sure. and, and yes, I was like, that is totally true. And that I think that that, that was when I, when I decided to buy the program. Right. Because I, ha- I wanted to do this thing, and I was just, but I didn't knew how. And, you know, I got all of the information of the program, but it was a lot of money. And for us in Guatemala, it's, you know, it's in dollars and it's right. way more money. And it wasn't like, at first it was like, no, it's too much. It's too- I, I, I can't afford it. But then I was like, and the way that you that you always say, you know, it's just like a give back and you need to to get like you I don't know to, to it's receive. An, it's an investment, you mean? Like you
0: first you put the money out and then you receive, right? Once you, yes. like right when you start doing workshops and accepting money, right? Accepting you money get uh-huh. for an income. That's when you're like, wait a second, this is really sustainable.
1: Like I can, I can make money doing this. So it's like, everything is perfect because you get, you know, the good thing in every part, you're doing something that you love. You're, you're having a great time. You're improving the the life of these girls. Their parents are so, you know, happy with you and they're so thankful because of you and what you're doing. And you get, I mean, you get, you are getting, um, I hate to, to say your money back. <laughs> like, I don't, right. I don't, no, it's but okay you know, because you get your income, your yeah. income. That was the word that I was looking for.
0: Yeah. You're getting paid for your good work. Mm-hmm. And then I know that you're doing some amazing work as a result of getting paid. Because I remember you shared with me that because you're charging for your workshops and your work is uh, sustainable and bringing money in for your family, tell us about the charity work that you started doing with your Girl Life Girls.
1: Yes. So um, after a while and people started to, to knew about the program, I got this call for this um, foundation, that they were going to celebrate Women's Day, International Women's Day, and they asked me if I could do a workshop with them. There were 90 girls from this foundation. It was in a really, really little faraway town from here, uh, from Guatemala City. And I went and I, I only had like four hours to do the workshop because they were going to use more time to to get them food and to play around. So I decided I was going to make the mirror workshop. So I got them a lot of mirrors and, you know, these things to decorate it and everything. And when I gave them the mirrors, they wouldn't see them in the mirror. And I was in shock because all of the girls in the city that I was, when we did the... Um, that, that activity, they will just like be all over themselves, watching themselves in the mirror, you know. They with the selfies and everything, they're used to that. They're used to seeing themselves and they will just go like, ah, oh, I love you and making like like a play or whatever, but they're used to it. But what I found out and I got, I was in shock with these with these girls in need, that they wouldn't look like, you, you would, I mean, I would grab the mirror and put them in front of them, and would, they would just go like, mm. They weren't willing to look at their, their they own collection. Willing. So wow. I realized that they have no identity. <sighs> they don't even know who they are. They don't even, I don't know if they have mirrors in their house, because we are talking about girls really in need, you know, that they live in extremely poverty. And you know, in that moment I was like, this is it. Like I need to empower these girls. Like they had to 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 know and to feel and and to they need to get this this workshop, you know, like that became like a necessity for me, just to to give them and to to take them these these workshops. And and then I thought like there's a lot of of help. On donating computers, and there's a lot of help of building schools and giving them desks and clothes, but they don't they don't feel that they I, I mean what they and now I know because I I have I have been working with a lot of communities that the girls at seven and or eight they're already looking who's gonna get them pregnant they skip school because they're like, I need to stay with mom and to help the to help her to make tortillas. We need to sell tortillas and we need to that's that's the job of the of the woman. And mm-hmm. uh, so you know the families they spend money on paying education for the boys, but not for the girls. And because they don't even know. And and it's I mean in their community you can see it as of course, that's the way it is. Girls get pregnant and they just stay at the house and boys go to work. So that was for me, like, I need to, to to you know, to, to teach this girl that they are made for more, that they can't live this, that they are worth so many and that they can achieve anything they want and that they, you know... That that uh, worship the words define my my word. I love it. I love it, and that's so powerful, you know that worship. And so now we um, we um, how do you say collect money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like we have these fundraisers, fundraising, huh? With the girls. We have like bakeries and and so it has become another part of the workshop, and the girls love it because they're fundraising. And I talk to them, and I'm like, "We're gonna go and teach." So and I now we teach them with the girls. So it has become like a really great experience. Because the girls feel my girls at the city feel so empowered because they are empowering these other girls in need. you don't you don't know
0: how this makes me feel like I can't I can't tell you how beautiful. I've never seen this by the way. what you're sharing with me and I want to start doing it here. I've never seen it take this course, the Girl Life program. I love it. You're empowering the girls in Guatemala City. You're earning to empower those girls. Paid workshops. You're yes. taking your, you know, you're you're saving your money. And you're able to show up for these other girls who are in different parts of Guatemala that don't have access to what your girls have access to. You're taking your girls with you. You're teaching your girls. You're taking them with you to these underprivileged areas, and they are serving the other girls. I mean, I can't think of anything more powerful than that. I mean, bravo. I just want to, like, come. I want to come through the camera and give you the most <laughs> giant hug for, for right. coming up with that idea because you're setting out to do this thing, but you're doing it on such a grander scale. And those girls in Guatemala City are learning the lessons so much more because they're teaching them to these other girls. Yes, and, and then they, they take, take it, it so girls,
1: serious. You have no idea,
0: like. They change because you're you're giving them purpose, right? Like those girls in your group feel purpose in taking these messages to those girls and those girls in the underprivileged areas are receiving it in another way because it's coming from someone who is their peer, who is their age it's like a win-win on every possible level that I could think about. So, like, congratulations for Thank you. for creating Enjoy. that and for coming up with such a beautiful idea. Really, really.
1: All of us should be
0: doing this, guys. It's super inspiring, really inspiring. The women in the group are commenting for you, Annie. Carolyn Mm -hmm. says, inspiring. Shannon says, you are amazing, so inspiring. Kim says, I love this, just beautiful. You're getting a lot of love. I think everyone wants to nestle you in a big, giant hug of gratitude, of gratitude for serving in this way, truly. Truly. Thank you so much. Thank you, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> oh, so, I have so many things I want to discuss with you, and not enough time. But I will ask a few more questions because I want to be mindful of of your schedule today. I know it's Saturday. Um, talk to me about you're doing all this other stuff, right? And you've shared with me that starting as a girl life facilitator opened up a lot of different doors for you to create. Um, she works like the shared female space and so many other things. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Cause I know a lot of the women here are wondering how can I turn girl life into a business? And I want them to know that when you step up as a girl life facilitator, all of a sudden you are an expert in your community with the certification you receive and the knowledge, and then you could take that to so many other areas. So tell us, tell us a little more about that.
1: Okay. So um, because I was spending this monthly, I was paying these monthly payments on rent in this school. It was a lot of money only for using the facilities one day, two hours a day. So I started looking for my own place because I was in my mind, I had this Rainbow, like you know all the walls, rainbow, and just like I wanted to to have the space for the girls to feel welcome over there, and they could decorate for the entire program like the the room was theirs, you know so i I started looking for a place to rent, and I found this beautiful and perfect little space um, in a really nice zone here at the city. And but it was bigger than I expected. I only needed like I wanted a garden because I wanted the girls to plant that we could plant. You know, like our own alba like you know, I don't know how to say it, like mint and uh-huh. you know earth, these earth. herbs. Yes, a little bit un poquito, and. I wanted a youth garden and I wanted a classroom mm. and I found a two floor space bigger. And, but I was like, I need that. That's, that's the space. Like I need it. I, I want that space. And someday I was talking with this girl that she was helping me to write down like the letters. Like I said before, you know, this, I feel so much love and gratitude and everything with she has just like the people just come, you know, like I don't ask anything. People just want to be part of it. Mm -hmm. So I met this girl and she was like writing me all of the time. I want to help you, you know, with the girls and I love what you're doing and I want to work with you. Tell me if you need anything. And I'm like, I'm really bad at writing, you know, like I'm really bad at writing and I'm like, I need to feel to send the girl, the parents, the letters about the workshop. And I was promoting the second workshop and I wanted to have like more content so I could sell it. And we got together on a Saturday and she helped me, you know, to, to write everything. And, and we started talking and then she's like, so what are you up to now? I'm like, well, I want to open this place and this and that. So maybe, you know, somebody that could become like my partner. And she's like, I, I can do it. I I could be your partner. <laughs> and I'm like, really? You have the money? And she's like, yes, yes. Like, I'm, I'm actually looking for something that I, you know, to invest in. And I'm like, we were really close from here. Right now here, I'm I'm here when she works. And she's like, no, I'm like, do you wanna go see it? Yes, let's go. And we came here and it was just like, I love it. I love the idea. Let's just take it. And then this idea of having and creating a space for women because I told her like, I want a space. Like I remember when I was a little girl, I was, like I said, in a Catholic school and we had this house that we could go to make our homework. And we had like a little church in there. And I loved coming, going over there because that was like my space. Like I I remember the feeling that I, you know, just having that place every time that I was feeling sad or lonely. And I wanted to have that place for women. Like, I just wanted to have a place with a fireplace and a living room where a woman could come and read a book because where else in the house it's so hard with kids and everything. (laughs) I mean, you only get to read a page and then you fall asleep. And, you know, in cafes or restaurants, it's so hard. So I wanted to create that place. And then, so, you know, talking with my friend Andrea, um we created this co-working space named She Works. And now, well, we have, like, this is the place. <laughs> oh, and now I man. I started teaching here and having the program here, Girl Life. But then I couldn't continue because I had all of these women working here. <laughs> and, you know, I, I didn't so want nice. to interrupt them with the girls running all over and everything. So um, I'm starting to, I I continue teaching it in the school. I came back and, but now I have Right, And then um, the other thing that I changed and created was um, how could I make it more uh, profitable for me, the workshop? Because the first workshop I charged, like really cheap because it was the first time and i spent on the best things materials to, for, materials right for the girls to make all of the um, activities like i wanted the best of everything because you know i i really wanted the girls to fall in love with the things like the gratitude jar i went to like the one of the like you know I don't know in the United States, would be not Michael's, but I went to Pure One Import or, you know, a place like that to find like this really, really beautiful jar. Ooh, you spent a and lot I, money. I spent a lot of money because, you know, I wanted it to be perfect and everything was like, I wanted it beautiful. But then when you, when I decided and when I realized that I needed to, to get a really good income, then I started to to look on ways where could I spend less money for the materials. Right. So that's where I, and, and I became with the idea of the, I have a journal, right? Journal. So I have a lot of activities here. So, so um, we only do like a couple of um activities with materials but then all of the workshops we do it by paper and the girls just make cards and they paint and they you know we do it like that so it's cheaper so now like this is the this is the material that they need to buy right and so it's it's cheaper for them And for me also. I love how you've gotten so
0: creative with all of it. All of it. You've made it your own. You've taken you've taken the business that I've handed you and you've made it Annie's, right? Like you've brought your own magic and your own ideas and your own inspiration. Um, and it's so beautiful to see. I I don't know how else to say how amazed I am by everything that you have created, really truly. And and how you, again, how you took a scenario in your life that was difficult and you transformed it for yourself and found purpose through it. I applaud you and I commend you and I'm honored, honored to be working with you, truly, truly. I'm so thankful that we found each other and I'm so thankful that this community has had the opportunity to to hear your story and to hear you share about your experiences and guys feel free to reach out to Annie with any questions at any point um Joanna says that Annie this is amazing you are an inspiration and she says she wants to come to SheWorks and Joanna's New York I know that but I will tell you, I'm putting it on my bucket list. I want to come to Guatemala one yes. day. I want to join you for one of uh, your yes. workshops. Um, and I, I want to witness firsthand this beautiful change that you've created in your country and in your community. You're doing amazing, amazing things. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank, thank you. No, thank you so much for creating this program. That was, I mean, that was the base of everything. And like I said, I I think none of this would have been possible if it wasn't for the Your Life Empowerment series, because that was just like, we need, like, I need something to, to, to I can, you know, hold on to. And I needed something to, to feel that I was doing, doing it the right way. And, you know, it's not easy. You can do it by yourself, but it's not easy. You know, it's it's gonna be harder, and with this program, it's just everything is there. You just have to just to to get the girls and just do it. Thank <laughs> so you. thank you, thank you for creating it, and thank you for for giving us the the chance to to convert it and to change it and to do whatever we want to do. I I really appreciate that, and and thank you for the support that you give and all of the the love and and support that you put in this. Thank you so much, Melanie. Thank it has you. been a blessing having you in my life.
0: Thank you. You've been a blessing to me too. A ble- a true blessing. One more thing before you go. Let's keep the empowerment conversation going. Join us on our private Facebook group at Facebook.com slash group slash girls empowerment biz. You can join us on Instagram at Girl Life Empowerment. Or check out our website at www.getgirlpower.com. Hope to see you there.